Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 780 of the Juicebox Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bold Beginning series. Today, Jennifer Smith and I are going to be talking about treating low blood glucose levels. At some point in this episode, you're going to hear me tell Jenny that, oh, this is the last one we're recording, but I might have made a mistake, so there's more coming. Anyway, you'll see. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Remember that while you're listening, please. If you have type 1 diabetes and are a U.S. resident, or you're a U.S. resident who is the caregiver of someone with type 1, can you please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box and complete the survey. Just join the registry, complete the survey. It takes fewer than 10 minutes. It's absolutely HIPAA compliant, completely anonymous. Super simple answers to type 1 diabetes questions you already know the answer to. Your feedback helps other people living with type 1 t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Omnipod 5 is the first tubeless automated insulin delivery system to integrate with the Dexcom G6. And now it's available for people with type 1 diabetes, ages 6 years and older. Wait till you see smart adjust technology in the Omnipod 5. It adjusts insulin delivery based on your customized target glucose, helping to protect against highs and lows, both day and night. Anecdotally, I am seeing so many people in our private Facebook group using Omnipod 5 and loving it. If you're interested in automated insulin delivery, I'm talking about a system that adjusts with your blood sugar. Blood sugar tries to go up, it adjusts. Tries to go down, it adjusts. Automatically. If that's something you're interested in, head to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box and learn more about the Omnipod 5. If you're not looking for automation right now, you're probably going to love the Omnipod Dash, and you may actually be eligible for a free 30-day trial of that Dash. Again, head to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box to find out if you are. Now, if you'd love that, but you don't have a Dexcom, this is easy to fix. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head there now, click the link, get started with Dexcom G6 today. What are you going to get with Dexcom G6? How about glucose readings right on your smart device, your Apple or Android phone? Don't want to use a smartphone? No problem. Use the Dexcom receiver. Along with those devices comes customizable alerts and alarms so you can set your optimal range and then get notified when your glucose levels go too high or too low. You can even share that data with up to 10 followers. That's pretty crazy. Think about it. Like your, your mom could, like you could be like 40 years old and be like, mom, will you watch my blood sugar? Because at night I don't wake up. If you're planning on moving to an algorithm-based system, you should really look at Dexcom. Or if you just want to be able to see your blood sugar speed, direction, and number, again, Dexcom. I can look right now. Boom. My daughter's blood sugar is 77 and it's steady right now. I saw it that fast. Right on my iPhone. You could do that too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head to my link right now, fill out a little bit of information, and you're on your way. Thank you so much for listening to the ads. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player 
or links at juiceboxpodcast.com if you're unable to remember omnipod.com forward slash juicebox and dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Now we're going to get you to Jenny and I talking about how to treat low blood sugars and there's no ads the rest of the way. I'm going to hit record, Jenny, to tell you this little preamble bit that I normally would have said ahead of time. But well, we're done, you and yay! I. This is this is the last one. I mean, not yay. No, I no. should say, oh, no, we're done. Well, no. <laughs> well, we're done with the bold beginnings. Then we will move on uh, to the long list of things that I have to do with you for next year. So, cool. um, But I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. So you and I were going to talk about insurance. And then we were finished, but I'm going to bring somebody else in to talk about insurance. Cool. So, because otherwise it would just be you and I, you know, talking about our experiences with insurance, which might not answer some of the people's questions. No, I think that's great because I think there are quite a number of people that definitely know more about the navigation. And I think in terms of this topic, it's more how to really nudge yourself into insurance and get what you need mm -hmm. and get to be able to talk to the right person about it yeah um so i think that's great yeah Perfect. so you and i would have done a, we would have had fun and i would have told stories about yelling the f word into phones to get ardent things and stuff like that <laughs> but i can do that with someone else who can also hit the technical sides of it for us a little bit. awesome better. so instead you and i are going to add uh our very last episode to the bowl beginnings series together about how to treat low blood sugars Oh, right. Okay. Be because you get diabetes and nobody says to you, hey, you might get low and the low True. might be slow and it might be fast and it might be harsh and you might be dizzy. They just say if your blood sugar gets low, eat 15 carbs, wait 15 minutes. <laughs> And, then and it might it. respond really fast or it might not resolve for a couple of hours and you're thinking, where did the food go? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, so I want to kind of talk through a number of scenarios and I know, I know I'm dropping this on you out of nowhere. And of course I don't, is have, that, is that anything new? No, but I don't have any notes whatsoever. <laughs> like we've been doing bold beginnings off of people's uh, questions. So, you know, we might've gotten lazy because we're like, oh, we don't have to drive this conversation. I'll just wait and see what this person said. Well, I'm sure there are probably lots of questions that have come in about low blood sugars. But... They, there may have been, but they were not, uh, they were not cold together for me for this situation. So we're just going to uh, fly by the seat of cool. our pants, which I think will be fine. It's not like we awesome. haven't done it before. All right. So let's think about this. You're newly diagnosed. And I guess the first thing we could consider is that you might be honeymooning still. True. All right. So if that's happening, if you're getting help from your pancreas that you don't expect, you might see protracted. I saw somebody online the other day whose kid's blood sugar was like low all day. Mm -hmm. And she's like, this has to be a honeymoon because like we're not doing anything different than we've done in the past. So I guess if you're MDI and you start experiencing low blood sugars that seem like they're being... I guess, impacted by your pancreas still. Mm -hmm. You can't cut off your, your basal insulin because you've probably shot it already that day. Correct. But you could start limiting, I don't know, would you limit? You could limit your bolus insulin. Right. Right. Or you could look at, for that day, making your insulin to carb ratio more conservative. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're floating around at a ratio of 
And in honeymoon, I mean, kids and even some teens might be a one to 30 ratio, right? You could suggest suggest one to 45 or one to 50 or right. If you know that you're floating pretty stable when there's not food introduced, but the stable is low and you're having to give it a little bit of carb to keep it from like dipping, Mm -hmm. then it would be the boluses that would be the easiest to adjust in that day. And in looking forward into the next day, thinking this might be what it is, you could downplay your basil that day, whether it's morning or evening time dose. You could take it down a little bit and see if then the next day floats just slightly higher right. and leaves you without having to add so much extra carb to treat. And on the day that you get surprised by it and your basil's already in, you can kind of feed the basil a little bit for the day, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. spread out. And spread out carbs to cover the timeline. But so this is where you need to understand the difference between like a faster acting carb and a more sustainable impact. Right. And so if you're being drugged down constantly over hours and hours and hours, a couple of Skittles might stop it for a minute. But the minute you bounce back up again and this extra basil's there that you don't need, you're going to get drugged back down again. So you need foods that are slower to digest. Right. Mm-hmm. You start you start reverse engineering your problems from diabetes and using your problems as solutions. Right. Like um, right. If, if you ate pizza, that might take that might sit in your system for hours and hours and hours impact you. So what a great opportunity to have pizza. A, a little bit of pizza <laughs> um, or, what or else? Pe- feeding some proteins with some carbs. Mm-hmm. Right. You might want to treat if you're dipping or lower already. And if you do, then knowing what you just said, you want some sustaining power after that to not drop yet again. Right. You could do something that incorporates some fat and protein in it to hold things level. Because again, the other consideration, and if if it is a honeymoon-based like drop in blood sugar, it could be that anytime your blood sugar does nudge up from what you treated with simple sugar, mm-hmm. it could be that your betas are also like, oh. Look at that. There's a rise in blood sugar. Let's give some help. And it doesn't really know that you've got basil injected that's also there. That's, see, you know, isn't that interesting that you brought that up? It didn't occur to me that I've always just thought of it as like you're getting help from your pancreas, but your pancreas seeds the carbs and attacks them while the insulin you've, the man made insulin you've put in is also drawing your blood sugar. Also there. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. So you have dumb insulin and smart insulin (laughs) working at the same time. Correct. Uh, and a, a common time for that in honeymoon is overnight for a lot of people, actually, mm-hmm. um, where they may have corrections that work pretty well in the daytime, despite them being really tiny, you know, minuscule amounts of correction. But I've got person after person that says, I can't correct unless my blood sugar's 300 at night, because if I correct with just a minor half unit of insulin, I'm sitting at like a 60 blood sugar. And this is and for reason, more newly diagnosed people. Correct. It's yeah. it's specifically more honeymooning. I mm-hmm. mean, you can even see it on nights where blood sugar is going up. You don't correct the high blood sugar because you have the hindsight to know what's coming. Blood sugar could hit 200, 220, and it downplays and you wake up in a beautiful number. That's, that's not injected basil that did that. Mm-hmm. Your body helped you. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's one kind of low you could experience. Now, another one might be activity. Right? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to put myself in a newly diagnosed person's situation, right? Like they go back to their life, like I have diabetes, diabetes isn't going to stop me. And then they go play tennis and then their blood sugar falls really quickly. Mm-hmm. There we need fast working sugar. Correct. Something that's going to hit you very quickly and stop this free fall. So if you're in a free fall, for whatever reason, you can't eat. That's not the time to have a slice of pizza. That's not the time to have peanut butter cups, the slice of pizza, the nacho meal. Right. It's not. Because that's because no. you're going to keep crashing before it has an opportunity to start digesting and to stop you. You're looking for simple sugars. Um, I mean, in emergency situations, I know, I know people don't seem to talk about glucose tablets anymore. Like they've become a uh, persona non grata, right? Because uh, they taste icky. They're not the greatest. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are okay. I think the greatest thing about them for me personally is that I am never going to overtreat with glucose tablets, <laughs> right? I mean, they do their job. They're doing the job that I want them to do, but they're not like a bag of I don't know, licorice, like mm-hmm. licorice. Ooh, <laughs> I like black licorice. <laughs> so you might <laughs> be like very easy to keep eating with a low blood sugar. <laughs> okay, well that is one interesting thing. There's a plus for for glucose tablets. You won't <laughs> you won't eat them for fun. That's for sure. No um, gel. I mean, I don't even know. Do people carry that still? They should, right? It works. They should, well. and or um, it's easy, especially if somebody needs to help you. Because you can just get it into kind of the gum line and sort of massage it in. It it does work really quickly. So if you don't love the taste of glucose tablets, the glucose gels might work really great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice liquid glucose um, that I just heard about too that I really like. Okay. So. But in but in general, juice boxes, people are going to use Skittles, gummy bears, stuff like that, right? Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the another good thing is you bring a glucose tablets, glucose or dextrose is the simplest form of sugar, right? So your body doesn't have to go through this breakdown of the structure of of sugar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gets absorbed really fast. So if you're looking for candy specifically, you really want to look for candy that has glucose or dextrose as one of the first two or three ingredients because it's going to have the fastest impact on a low or a really quick drop that you want to stop. Yeah, the timing's so super important because I I know a story about a person, I won't say their name, but they're an adult and uh, diabetes for a long time, felt themselves getting low, knew it, ate a bunch of carbs, um, passed out, and then just turned back on when the carbs hit them. <laughs> they, were, they were just like, right. hey, I'm back. And so, yeah. so there's an, it's an example of having the timing wrong. Like you're falling at a certain degree of, of, of speed, a rate of speed, and you need that sugar to come in and to slow like a parachute almost to parachute that that number fall down and to stop it, you know, at a nice level spot Correct. so you don't go too low. So things need to work the way you need. I mean, that really is the message of this episode, right? Like if you're one, if you're 120, you're wearing a CGM and you see this gradual fall and you look back over at 90 minutes going, oh, geez, like I bolus for this meal. It clearly looks like it's too much insulin. I'm going mm-hmm. to get low a half an hour from now. Well, there you could just add some more carbs to your meal or have a couple more bites. Correct. And you might stop that. But if that same 120 was falling quickly, 
you're in a different scenario, you need to use different carbs. You need to use quicker, exactly. The simple mm-hmm. carbs on a quick drop. If you've got a gentle sort of glide down, something that's a little more complex, crack, you know, something like peanut butter crackers, I hear a lot kind of get used because there's a little bit more um, to the cracker with the peanut butter added to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so something like that could ease it down. But if you're really, really dropping, then sugar. Yeah. And y- you have to... In the beginning, it'll be hard not to overtreat a low, but that is a skill you need to learn mm-hmm. because otherwise the bounce comes and then you're like, I don't know what to do. I wish you, you have that fear from you've just been low. You don't want to bolus like you get caught in that that bouncing rhythm. You don't want to be in that. So mm-hmm. maybe you'll learn at some point to look at your situation and say half a juice box here or, you know, take a couple of sips. Just have two Skittles. You know, I, mm-hmm. I say to people all the time, just because you open the bag doesn't mean you have to eat all of them. Correct. <laughs> so, right? Yes. Just mm-hmm. e- eat what you need. All right. Which is also why those little tiny bags, I mean, this is a popular time of the year for a lot of people to end up stocking up on simple carb because we have Halloween Halloween's coming up. Coming, yeah. Whether you celebrate it or not, it's a great time of the year to find really little packets of somewhere between eight and maybe 15 grams of carb, mm-hmm. simple sugar Candy, really, right. um, pre-packaged. So the whole bag of Skittles versus the tiny little packet right. helps you to contain things a little more. And if you're not um, lucky enough to have a CGM in the moment and you're just leaning on your, your finger sticks, how frequently do you tell people to, after, they think, after they've identified a low or felt it and treated it, how often do you stick your finger and look? Like I find myself... You know what I mean? I use a lot more test strips in that moment than you do sometimes for the whole week. You do, but you can expect that even simple sugar is going to take a little bit of time for digestion, right? Mm -hmm. So you're really not going to see much shift if you do a finger stick, confirm your low, treat the low, and five minutes later, you're doing another finger stick. You're you're probably not going to see much of a difference. Right. So that's where old school was that 15-15 rule, 15 grams, 15 minutes. Well, you might not need or take 15 grams to treat this low that you have. Waiting about 15 minutes to retest will give you enough information to say, well, I treated it. It doesn't look like it's come up, but it hasn't also fallen. Mm -hmm. So that should give you enough to say it's not dropping. Clearly, digestion is happening well, let's give it another 15 minutes and test again. Yeah. You know, I have two thoughts. So one of them I'm going to make a note about. And then the other one I'm going to say, um, if you are wearing a CGM, sometimes it will not register as quickly. So you can mm-hmm. see like, a, like, oh my God, my blood sugar is 50. You know what I mean? And you take a bunch of carbs in and then there's this way to look at the arrow with the Dexcom at least. I don't know how it works with Libre you'll um you're stopping a low blood sugar let's just say it's 60 and it's the arrows diagonal down and you take some carbs in and the next reading is 55 and the arrow's still down and then all of a sudden the arrow will like sometimes disappear like almost like the mm-hmm. algorithm's like i don't know what's happening right now but the number stays the same or sometimes the number um or the number will get lower but the arrow changes. 
And like, do you know what I mean by that? Yes. And, like, and so you're Whereas like, if you were testing and you looked and it said 55 with an angled arrow down, you've treated it. And now you can see it has a horizontal arrow, but the number is reading like 51 or right. 50. And you're thinking, well, what that really indicates is the system has found a stability, even though the number has slightly nudged down yet, mm-hmm. it's not dropping. What you've done is actually making some impact overall. Right. So it's not really time to treat with yet another like whole box of juice. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird moment because the CGM's a little behind. And yes. what you did with the carbs is maybe more in the now, but you can't see it. And so there's like there's like multiple things happening at once that the technology has has difficulty showing you. But you right. can see that something's happening. And mm-hmm. so that's when that's when I say to myself, okay, now this thing looks stable and we've gotten two, you know, readings in a row that say 50, but I want to know what's really going on because either the CGM's confused and I didn't do well and we're lower than we think, or we're higher than we think and I don't want to treat more. That's the perfect time to do a finger stick to me. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you have to, right? Absolutely. Especially yeah. for those those numbers where you're treating I say at a number less than 60, mm-hmm. honestly, if you're varying at all in decision about whether I should do a finger stick or not, if you're less than 60 and you've treated it and the numbers on the CGM just don't necessarily add up or you're mentally not quite like with it enough with a low blood sugar like that, just do a confirmatory finger stick right. because at least that's going to show you real time right now. Where is your number? Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, we're trying not to overtreat, but if you get caught and you don't know, like this is the time you're going to hear me say, I, I'd rather, I'd rather just be high. Be high. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, because, <laughs> yes. because what you're saving yourself from or saving another person from, uh, we don't talk about very much. Like in diabetes in general, even on the podcast very much, like it just doesn't get talked about very much. You're talking about becoming incapacitated. You're talking about Mm -hmm. having a seizure. You're talking about death. Like you're talking about there's a lot that happens between 40 and and I don't know how low anybody's ever been. But, you know, while they were still alive, I saw Arden's blood sugar. I saw Arden's blood sugar 22 once on a finger stick when she was really little and she was okay still. And I was just like. Keep eating, eat, yeah. eat, 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 keep going. And then all of a sudden it was 30. And I was like, oh, I might have tested moving. her. Blood, I might have tested her blood sugar 10 times in seven minutes. <laughs> like, like, and I was just like, ah. Um, but but I mean, it's the truth, right? Like you you have to learn to do this because you use man-made insulin and your blood sugar is going to get low. I don't, yes. I just don't care who you are, it's gonna happen. So you need to know how to handle it or how to handle it for somebody else. And you need to know how to handle it without causing a problem in the future, whether that problem is a high blood sugar or calling an ambulance. Like, right, right. you're, it's not, I guess we don't talk, it sounds scary. It's probably why people don't talk about it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's absolutely, it's, it's more around how to treat. There's not even an emphasis on like the over treatment. It's just treat it. But why, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to recognize a low sooner than later or deal with it sooner than later or stop it from happening? Yeah. 
sooner than later um, because there is that scary factor of, I don't know. I don't know why some people can have a blood sugar. Uh, the lowest I was ever was 26. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I was fine. My mom actually thought the number had to be bad. I mean, it was really old. I mean, this was like 1988. So clearly <laughs> the meters were not what they are today, but she's like, that's got to be wrong. You feel good, right? We were camping, did it again. It was like, it was pretty much the same. She's like, you need to eat. <laughs> where's yeah. the juice? Where's the, where's the regular soda? You know, why could I be there and fine? When somebody else could be passed out, have a seizure, need an ambulance, need assistance when their blood sugar is 61 and low. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Everybody's going to be different. And so, so let me, let me say a couple of things here. Um, I, I'll use a football analogy because it's football season, right? You can't like the, the reason the offensive linemen are these giant blobs of people is because they're trying to stop this insane force that's coming at them, right? Correct. You can sometimes put carbs in and you've made such a mistake earlier in the day with insulin or, you know, there's just so much power on the side of the insulin. It's like the carbs aren't there. Like you might as well not have anybody blocking because it runs right through them. Right. That's a panicky situation. The first time that happens to you, where you take in a, a juice box and realize that it's it's like you didn't drink it. If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast and you would like it to remain free, please support the sponsors. Today's sponsors are Dexcom G6, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box, and Omnipod. Both the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash are available at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. It's a hard moment, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because this is what you know is going to work, and now suddenly it's not working for some reason, and you're like, "Oh God, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. Um, you can't find yourself in those scenarios wondering what's in the cabinets or what's in my bag or what do we have in the car. Like you have to be prepared, correct, all the time, just all yes. the time. You know, anywhere you are, there are fast acting carbs. I don't give a crap if you don't use them for six months. I don't care if they get stale, throw them out and replace them. If the juice, you know, when the juice box gets um, spongy from being in the car in the heat, throw it away, put another one in there. Like, just don't, don't ever find yourself in a situation where you're like, it'll be okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's fall now and I, we're just like rotating through. We don't really have summer jackets, but like into fall, into the winter jackets, we're kind of rotating them into the mix, right? Mm -hmm. So I bring up my winter stuff and absolutely in at least like one, if not two of my like fall (laughs) into winter jackets, there are old, nasty, bad glucose tablets. Like they've gotten the like crystallized sugar like dots on them. I'm like, if I had to, I would still use this. So like that juice box that's like nasty and squishy. Mm -hmm. If that's all you've got, you use the squishy juice box. <laughs> right. Spread them around your life like your grandmom spreads around her reading glasses. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's just a pair in this room and over here. You need to be listening. ready. Yeah. You, you can't be. It's a weird scenario. You can't be scared. You can't live your life scared. You don't want to live your life with a 200 blood sugar because you don't want this to happen. Because also, that's not any safety from not being low. Right. As a matter of fact, it might put you in a situation where you're low more frequently. But, but, I like to say about diabetes that you don't learn these things. You don't prepare for these things so that you can stop a problem. 
the problem's always going to sneak through somewhere. It's never going to be where you think it's, you know, because if it was where you think, then you'd get ahead of it, right? So you have to be ready for when it happens. And then the last bit of this is if all else fails, I mean, please be carrying glucagon, you know, with you, like not it's in the cabinet in the kitchen, but we don't take it, you know, anywhere. I left it in the car when I went pumpkin picking, like it needs to be with you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, well, this is a, fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's a harder I think it's a harder conversation than you think about before because there's a lot of there's a lot more on the back end of not taking care of a low well enough that is actually scary. Yeah. And it doesn't get talked about we always try to like smooth it out like not to worry about it so much and whatnot, but in order to not really worry about it preparation is needed. Yeah. You have to have things in your purse or your car, or your backpack, or, you know, at your friend's, your friend's house that you go to all the time or whatever it is. I guess it's like being a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout. Be, be prepared. prepared. <laughs> Gotta be prepared. You have to, you know, when Arden was um, younger, she spent her whole day in one classroom, right? Or mm-hmm. she went to art or something like that. So she had a bag and she took it with her. When she hit middle school and high school and she started having English in one room and math in another room, when that started happening, we put supplies in each room. Like we didn't say to ourselves, like she should be humping this stuff all over the place constantly. Let's put a little here. There was a couple of juice boxes in every room. You know, it's interesting. It's when you learn about your management too. How come we're always restocking the English class and never the math class? What's the time of day? And it's the time of day. We're doing something that's making a low around this time of day. It's actually an interesting way to learn a little bit about your management is where am I grabbing my supplies from? Um, You know, do you think that, do you think that every low is different? Because there's, there are questions here from people that are like, you know, after I stop a low with a fast acting, should I put a protein in every time afterwards? But not, not necessarily, necessarily, right? Yeah. No. I mean, the idea, again, it's kind of an older concept. It's sort of like the 15-15 rule. It's 15 grams, 15 minutes, and then you essentially may need to follow that up with a snack. But again, there's lack of enough information about why. Mm-hmm. The idea really was simple carb will typically help keep your blood sugar up for about 90 minutes, give or take. Now, again, a variable in the picture is why was the low there? If it's excess insulin, you may actually need to treat with more Mm -hmm. than what you thought you would need. Um, But the other idea is that the simple carb to keep your blood sugar up is it's meant to sustain you for that time period before you might eat again. So if you treat a low blood sugar at, let's call it three o'clock in the afternoon, but you don't typically eat dinner until seven or eight o'clock at night, lows can bring on another low. They can. Um, so if you treat the low, but there's something in the picture that's keeping you lower, mm-hmm. could be honeymoon, it could be excess insulin, it could be more movement in the day, whatever, you may actually, for longer than two hours before your next meal, it may be beneficial to have a handful of nuts, a spoonful of peanut butter, a piece of string cheese, a boiled egg, whatever it might be. The The idea there is that that's a little bit more sustaining and or a snack that might have a little bit more complex carb to it, mm-hmm. along with some protein. 
to sustain things. Um, so you're right. Every low is not the same. Right. Arden tried Arden's a college right now. She tried to use a falling blood sugar as a pre-bolus for her lunch, but it just didn't like, she didn't time it well enough. So mm -hmm. like at 60, like, so listen for anybody who's listening, here's how I did it. Arden's in another state. She's 13 hours away. I'm able to look at her phone and see where it is. Right. So I use find my phone to see, okay, she's in the cafeteria. So at least I know she's right. So she's now I where she should she's, be. She's near food. I text her, hey, what are we doing about this? Because she's got this like 70 that became 65 pretty quick. And then I looked at the arrow and then I looked at the line and I thought, this isn't stopping. Like mm -hmm. this is not a low that's going to stop, right? Like this is this is going to be negative fifteen if we don't do something about it, right? What are you doing now? I'm trying to like, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be up her ass, Jenny. And at the same time, I don't need her <laughs> dropping dead. It's college. Like I'm trying to find the middle. I'm like, hey, what's up? And uh, nothing. Now I know she's with the food, so I'm like, you see this? Nothing. Arden, I really need to know you're okay. I'm eating now. I'm like, okay. Like the food's going in your mouth? Yes. But Jenny, 60, 65, 65, 60, 55, 50, 55, 40. I'm like, are you eating now? Yes, I'm eating. I told you I was eating. What are you eating? Lettuce leaves? Yeah. So, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. What, what, what's happening? Like, you're eating like handfuls of sugar, right? Like, and so, but so I texted her to, to test her. So then I sent a text to test her cognitive, like where she was mm -hmm. cognitively, right? And I'm just like, how do you feel? And she's like, I feel fine. And I'm like, okay, have you been eating for a while? She said, yes. So I said, okay, mm -hmm. I got it. There's food in there. It's working. The CGM hasn't caught up yet. But I had to stand there for like three go rounds of that CGM, watching that 42 just sit there, knowing yeah. she's not really 42. She's right. in the mid-60s already. I know, I know this, but I only know this from... Because you've lived with her, you've dealt with it long enough, you knew the questions to ask, you knew how to get her to respond and whether or not she was going to answer you the right way. And that, it takes learning. Oh, it's years. Because otherwise, I would have been like, drink a juice, I don't care. If you don't drink the juice, I'm bringing you home, I'm not paying for college, like, I don't, you know, like, you know, because the number, because <laughs> You're the, done. <laughs> yeah. Everything's over. Come home and live in this room for the rest of your life. So, because the, um, because the number was so scary. Right. But but I was able to pick together enough information. And I swear to God, that CGM, one more time, went from 42 to 66. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I was right. But I'll tell you, you're like, oh, God, what if I'm wrong? You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't want to be wrong, but I might be. Um, yeah. The next thing I think we should bring up about Lowe's, because we're, we're in an algorithm world now, right? Control mm -hmm. IQ, Omnipod 5, that thing that Medtronic makes. I, I what What is it? Which one is that? Let me learn the number. Medtronic? Yeah, don't they have an algorithm right now? Is they it, do. I, they've, I mean, they've had an algorithm for a long time. It uses uh, their CGM, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know that they're... Does their algorithm have a name? Is it Like Omnipod 5? Is it 670G? Oh, their new, their new one in the... I see the number is what you're looking for. Yeah. 770G. 770G. Um, and in... I know some places, I don't know if it's here, 
I don't think it's here yet. 780G I know is available in some places in Europe already. Okay. Um, but 770, 780, yes. Well, I, I just I feel like they buy they buy ads for InPen, so I figure I I I owe it to them to learn the name. Yes. I, I just can't keep saying the thing that Medtronic has. They're gonna be <laughs> no. like, how about if how about if you're not the podcast that we sell the InPen on anymore? I'm like, okay. So um all right, so the 770G, right? So yes. so whether it's one of those algorithms, we all live in a new space now. Where the algorithm mm-hmm. sees a low coming and it takes away and takes away and takes away your basal and takes it away, but it isn't it isn't always going to get it right. And so Correct. you might end up treating a low after a prolonged amount of time of not having any insulin. And then your blood sugar shoots back up very quickly because there's nothing yes. to stop it. And what does the algorithm do when it sees the higher number? It gives you more. It gives you more insulin. Sometimes. S- sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Can happen is what I'm saying. It and, can happen. That's a better way to say mm-hmm. it. Yes. And when that happens, here's what I know for certain. Yeah, going to be low again later <laughs> because, because you know that, you know, when you're taking, you know, in sugar in for a low, if you take in the right amount, you've been getting on a regular, you know, on a regular pump or on an MDI, you've still been getting your basal the whole time. So you're, you're correcting that low more in real time. When you do it in right. an algorithm, the algorithm thought it was going to stop you. It does not right. expect these carbs, and now you jump up and it boluses the number, or or it's pushing basal at the number. That the other night, I guess I should have listed Loop as one of those. Arden had Jenny. I think it was around her period, and she was tired. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. run down, and she's getting her period at the same time. We had this whole day where she was a little too low, and it persisted into overnight. And so around eight or nine o'clock, we fixed the low, and I said, "Listen." Take these carbs, go into the settings, and shut off microbolusing without carbs. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Or well, this thing's going to hit your your correction range, and it's going to push mm-hmm. you back again." And she did that. And we went through the night really nicely. It was a nice learning mm-hmm. experience for her because since she brought it up the next day, she's like, "Should I put the microboluses back on again?" And I was like, "Yeah, everything looks good now." So, um, but anyway, you have to be aware of that. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what you do. I mean, there are other, you know, for other systems, you can certainly also navigate something like that. If you've treated a low, you know that you've overtreated it, but the system is going to give back eventually and you know that it's going to be too heavy, similar to your scenario mm-hmm. there. The other systems do have, I guess, adjustable targets or different um targets that would be higher. So then it would adjust less if you adjust the target up and say, hey, I'm aiming for this now. So as my blood sugar is going up, it's okay. You don't have to give me as much because I want to be higher anyway. So like an example with Omnipod 5, you might tell it to shoot for the higher range in that situation. And with I'll tell you what in that exact scenario with Arden, I said, I asked her, what did you take for the low? And she's like, oh, I had gummy bears. They hit her really hard. And so mm. I was like, oh, crap. So she's going to jump straight up. But they don't hit her and hold her. They hit sure. her and then they dissipate on her. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't let that thing bolus again. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Anyway, this probably all sounds much more confusing than it will. But you have diabetes for a few months. It's all going to make sense. Don't worry. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, it will. Yes, I should say maybe. <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> there's still some things I throw my hands up and I'm like, well, clearly like Venus is not in the right place in the orbit of something because of I, I just, I don't know right now. Yeah. Your maybe just said good f- luck is what I heard. 
<laughs> that is so not the case. That is not the beginning of this is what you want to hear. Yes, forget the maybe. <laughs> no, Nine, it, I should say maybe should be like the 0.1% of the time. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't take much to learn, especially with CGMs in the mix mm-hmm. these days. It doesn't take much to learn how much is needed. Um, and as you were sort of, you know, talking into the effective algorithms, you'll see, well, gosh, I was used to using this much. I probably need to use a quarter to a third of what I used to use to treat when I didn't have a system that was helping me. Do you know, I saw a woman yesterday say, I don't know the exact numbers, but the gist of it was on Control IQ, I needed 14 or 15 carbs to stop below. And on Omnipod 5, I only need four or five carbs to stop below. So interesting. Isn't that interesting? I found that incredibly interesting, actually. So, Especially system to system, given the fact that they're both doing a give and take. Mm-hmm of insulin, but they are, they are very different algorithms Yeah. so that it does make sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So check me on this. You need to know how to stop a low. They're going to happen. You're not going to stop a low from never happening. You need to understand the different impacts that these different carbs are going to have on your low blood sugars. After a while, teaching yourself to stop a low without creating a high is a great tool to have. Yes. If you, if, and it will happen. Yeah. It, Yes. Oh no, you're going to rebound high until you learn until you learn how to do it. In a real mm-hmm. panic situation, screw everything else, save your life. Correct. And that's it, right? Um have glucagon with you, have snacks with you. Don't go anywhere without ways to treat lows. The people who love you and are around you should understand how to help you if you're unconscious or unable to help yourself. Um And I think it, another right? thing as you mentioned caregivers or loved ones or, you know, whoever I think within that for Lowe's is recognizing the like what you mentioned about cognitive when you were doing kind of a check with Arden, mm-hmm. the people that are around you enough should be able to tell whether you're responding or, or talking or whatnot, the way that you normally would. Yeah. And in the case that your CGM is off or you aren't using a CGM or technology, Somebody who knows you well should be able to kind of chime in and say, hey, are you okay? You know, uh, and don't be angry at them for that. It's just a, it's a checkpoint to Mm. to be able to keep you safe. So. Yeah. Also for, I guess, caregivers, low blood sugars could leave you with people who are difficult to. Yes. To help, right? They could become combative or, um. And that's a real concern, especially as they become adults. And I, I, there's one story that sticks out in my head all the time of this woman whose husband got low and she just wasn't big enough to overwhelm him to do what he needed, you know, Mm -hmm. and she had to call 911 because of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people around you just need to know, and, and people should be following you if you have CGMs, like, I don't know if Libre has follow like Dexcom does, but it does it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Arden is in a suite with girls. And the girl in the next room follows her on Dexcom. Oh, wow. That's awesome. She only has a 55 alarm and nothing else. But we explained to her, I'm like, if this thing's beeping, please go find Arden and make sure she's okay. That's all. Yep. And it just, I don't know, especially for adults living by themselves or kids off at college, like somebody, you know, has your back. Because also, not everybody hears the alarms, too. Correct. Arden had a low last night. It was only like 65, but I was sleeping and in my sleep, I thought, did I hear something? Like that was all I thought. 
Right. And then I'm like, I woke up and I looked and I was like, huh? Yeah. I'm going to watch that for a second because to being honest with you, it was a real slow drift. The loop had been taken basil away. I'm like, I think this is going to bounce. Like, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wake her if it's not going to be okay. And it waited and waited and waited. And then I was like, oh, it is going to be okay. It went back up again. But I talked to her this morning and I was like, do you know you were low last night? And she goes, no, nah, I have no idea. But since she had that seizure more recently, if you listen to her last episode, she'll tell you about it. Um, if she has a, if she experiences any kind of a quick fall while she's sleeping now, I don't she know. How, oh, I don't know how that rewired her brain, but she's boom. I'm up. I drank juice. I'm good. Hey, dad, I did this. Do you think this is enough? Like she never used to wake up. And now huh. I don't know. She's feeling the fall while she's sleeping right now, which has only happened twice since she's been away. But anyway. All right, Jenny. Did cool. we do it? We did it, right? I think so. Yeah. Yay for us then. Excellent. Yay for us. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I guess we should say something like, thank you for listening to the Bold Beginning series. And I hope you found it like helpful. Absolutely. Especially yeah. in the beginning when everything is so new. Yeah. So All right, let us know if you want us to add to this series. Uh, if you uh, go back and listen to it and find something that should have been in there that wasn't, please send me a note. And Jenny and I will uh, will add it if we think it needs to be added absolutely yeah why thank not? you what are we doing what are we busy or something <laughs> <laughs> got nothing else to do no, right we're just hanging around <laughs> well as i mentioned at the beginning we've already found more stuff for bold beginnings so this was not the last episode let me thank omnipod and dexcom while i have your attention omnipod.com forward slash juicebox see if you're eligible for a free 30-day trial of the omnipod dash or if you're interested in the Omnipod 5. For full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, you can also visit omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And of course, thank you to Dexcom for being longtime sponsors of the podcast. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. See blood sugar in real time, the speed, direction, and the number right there on your iPhone, Android, or on your Dexcom receiver. There's so much more I want to tell you, but I'm on about day seven of this illness that I have. And to be perfectly honest, editing this show together almost killed me. So I'm going to go take nappy and I'll see you next week with another episode of the Juicebox podcast.